0: Hello everybody, I'm Ian Bullock from Carpenter Surveyors. I'm joined today by James Warren of UKDP, UK Drainage Professionals. Um, Morning James, how are you doing? Morning, very good, thank you, very good. Thanks for coming in today and it's good to talk to you. So um, just introduce to everybody who you are, what you do and your specialism. Hi, yes, we're UKDP, the UK Drainage Professionals.
1: Um, We are Just over 12 years old now. Um, I come from the drainage assessment uh, world. Uh, Very sad, but quite useful for this specific scenario. Um, We are full UK coverage. We do off mains and on mains drainage and work for homeowners, um, private clients, insurers, all sorts of different clients, um, assessing and giving opinions on the wonderful world of drainage systems. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. So I suppose, first of all, uh, there's a couple of questions to go through, but the first one would be to try and explain to people what off-mains drainage is.
1: Absolutely. And it's the question we're asked all the time, every single day. off main drainage is effectively a self-contained drainage system where a property can't get on the main sewer. Or it may be close enough to connect, but there isn't capacity for it to join. So a property is off mains where it will have a septic tank or a sewage treatment plant, where it will be a an asset buried underground, treating or separating the wastewater from the grey water from a property, and then discharging somewhere, whether that's to ground or a watercourse of some description.
0: That's great. I think it might be just worth running through the three key types that most people will encounter.
1: Yeah, of course. So the most rudimental um, asset for an off mains drainage system is a cesspit, which is nothing more than a huge holding tank. The water and wastewater from a property goes into it, it fills up, it needs emptying, and then repeat. If the uh, cesspit is sized adequately for the property, it should need to be emptied between six and eight times per year. So it's, it's quite an expensive asset to have, but it is compliant, and there's typically a reason why it's there. Normally, there's nowhere for the wastewater to go after it. So it just fills up and goes. Uh, the next one, the most common one, will be a septic tank. Uh, still no treatment. There's separation. So everything goes in again from the property. It separates. And the cleaner water that exits it will go into some sort of soakaway underground. And that will need emptying once a year. Uh, and then the sewage treatment plant, which is certainly the most environmentally friendly. Uh, typically a permanent power supply to introduce oxygen to create good bacteria all the time. That can discharge to various different places like a soakaway or a ditch, uh, anything like that at all. And that will need emptying once a year as well, but it will also need a service visit to make sure that the manufacturer's warranty uh, remains valid.
0: Sure. I guess the next sort of next step would be to talk about the importance of having those uh, inspected, checked, tested, appraised. So I guess it'd be useful to run through the benefits of having it inspected you know um, what can go wrong what should people be thinking about and how do they handle it really yeah
1: definitely so irrespective of whether the the property has a septic, a septic tank or a sewage treatment plant um, until it's emptied and inspected internally there's no way of ascertaining if there's any structural damage if there's any uh, perhaps uh, tree root ingress water ingress or perhaps water escaping out not always water coming in um, yeah, you want to make sure that it's uh, doing its job effectively. And mm. the only way to do that is to do a thorough inspection.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, obviously, when we're doing the building surveys, uh, we'll often look for those sort of symptoms, those signs, um, you know, those clues that something might not be quite right but ultimately it's from a surface level. So I think without that that intrusive inspection as you're doing, um, it just brings it together and you can see all the uh, warts and all, what what needs to be looked at, what needs to be thought about to make sure it's compliant, make sure it's serviceable and fit for purpose really. Um, Great, so that's obviously covered a little bit about the three key sort of systems. It'd be worth talking about uh, the sort of common pitfalls that you come across almost on a daily basis, certainly frequently, um, just to give people an idea of, you know things to be aware of, things of to, to to look out for.
1: Definitely. So the first two, the absolute main ones that we see on a daily basis, would be the property's rainwater coming into the system. Once again, it doesn't matter if it's a cesspit, septic tank, or sewage treatment plant. If the rainwater or the roof water is being connected into this asset, then uh, if it's a cesspit, it will fit, uh, fill up artificially quickly and need to be emptied sooner, so more cost. If it's going to a septic tank in torrential and sustained rainfall, it will just flush everything through that perhaps should be retained inside the tank without being too graphic. And certainly with the sewage treatment plant in the scenario of heavier sustained rainfall, it's gonna wash everything through before it's actually been treated. So you've effectively got a very expensive septic tank sitting there. Uh, The second most common problem is that even if we do a thorough inspection on a septic tank specifically, uh, there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever, but on the back end of the septic tank where it discharges, it's going to a watercourse. So the, the, the current owner will have no issues whatsoever, they empty it once a year, everything's perfect, but that is a, a legal discharge. So you're then thinking about what needs to be done to put those two situations right.
0: It might be just worth us just talking a little bit about how our clients can reach a positive outcome on the pre-purchase survey. Um, So from your point of view, it would be good to get your insight on that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah,
1: so when our engineers turn up and and carry out a a survey visit, okay fine, they might find some imperfections, there might be some non-compliant aspects of the system that will need to be flagged. Uh, They may need some costs put against them uh, to finish the report, Um, but certainly our visit will ensure that everyone knows the holistic picture of that system and where it goes, what it is, is it working, is it compliant. Um, but on the flip side, it may be that after that visit, we can say that the system is uh, completely compliant, working beautifully, completely serviceable and functional, and we're there to create a peace of mind document for the purchaser.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think that can then cross over nicely with the survey advice in the sense of, it's just another piece of the jigsaw, we're bringing it all together, um, and ultimately it's a positive outcome whether it's confirming everything's a-okay or actually if unfortunately there is an issue to discuss you know we can at least cover that off with the clients talk to them about price and ultimately you know the best way forward to reach a positive outcome absolutely so, yeah if you'd like to know more about ukdp
1: uh, please feel free to visit our website at ukdpsolutions.co.uk or email in at info at
0: so if you'd like to know a little bit more about Carpenter Surveyors, um, please visit our website, which is carpenter-surveyors.com. Uh, alternatively, drop us an email at info at surveyorscom or feel free to drop us a call.